0: Hi I'm Stuart Spinks and welcome to episode 224 of my podcast beekeeping short and sweet another week and another heat wave what better way to spend the hot summer days than setting up nukes for the autumn collecting supers laden with borage honey and having a test drive in a brand new truck keeping short and sweet a beekeeping podcast for the inquisitive beekeeper with a short attention span a beekeeper in fact just like me i'm delighted to say that our podcast is now sponsored in part by simon the beekeeper making beekeeping an affordable hobby for everyone simon the beekeeper provides the best value beekeeping equipment possible along with a super fast delivery service the bees won't wait so their customers don't have to either Visit the website at www.simonthebeekeeper.co.uk Hi everyone, what a scorcher again. Top temperatures of 35 degrees Celsius, that's 95 degrees Fahrenheit and it's been swelteringly dry. It's the obvious topic to kick off this week with the UK under siege from the sun – Fields and meadows are drying out and some idiots out there feel it's still okay to use a hose pipe and light a barbecue in the countryside. It does make me somewhat cross when you see firefighters risking their lives trying to put out a fire started by some brainless numpty, or worse still, someone intentionally setting fires. Locally to me, we have an area of woodland and heathland called Mousehold Heath, As a local lad it's always been part of my life. Jogging, cycling, walks with our children when they were much younger and soon hopefully walks with our grandchild. Every time we have a dry spell you can guarantee some idiot will cause a fire and once more our Norfolk fire crews head out to save this fantastic local resource. Anyway stay safe this weekend everybody and do take care with your smokers. Well, that's my public service moan out of the way, and so we head on to today's mixed topics, which is essentially a roundup of my week. The weeks seem to really fly by right now. It's always the same as we head into the beginning of the end of the season, and for lots of beekeepers, myself included, the honey crop comes off at the end of July or the beginning of August. Or if you're really busy or get caught out, the second week of August. That's me, always busy and this year getting caught out by the sheer volume of work. Anyway, we finally got to the borage this week and removed all of the supers. Several stories to tell here. First up, we have to go back to the previous week and unfortunately the Ranger has been playing up again, overheating once more. I booked it in with our local Ford dealership to have a proper diagnostic check carried out and, to cut a long story short, managed to book a test drive in a new Ford Ranger Track. Of course, it had all the whistles and bells, reversing camera, actually very useful when hitching up the trailer. Another story about that in a moment. Trailer stability function, which stops the trailer from swaying around too much, Air conditioning for both sides of the cab, so Steph could have it icy cold, while mine was a few degrees warmer to start with anyway. Parking sensors, snazzy lights and all sorts of things. I won't go into a sales pitch for Ford, but it was fully loaded with stuff. More of the move in a moment, but first, and a day earlier, we drove to the Borage and Pumpkins to begin splitting colonies for autumn nukes to overwinter. It's a straightforward process really and one we've performed many times before. These Langstroth colonies will be used to replace the national and commercial colonies that we're selling so we won't end up back at the same number of colonies we started this year with. I like to split strong colonies into two five frame nukes and as I said the process is very simple. Set up a second hive next to the one you intend to split Remove an equal amount of brood and food frames. Now this could be three frames of brood and two of food, or it could be the reverse of that, two frames of brood and three of food. It's not super critical at this time of the year. Once done, replace those frames with foundation and that's it. I don't even bother looking for the queen. I move the newly created nuke away to another designated apiary and leave them alone for a week. On my return, The colony with the queen is usually carrying on as normal and the one that is queenless has usually attempted to build several queen cells. These queen cells get knocked down, a caged queen is introduced and I leave them alone for a couple of days before going back to remove the tab and give them a little feed. All being well the queen should be laying eggs within a couple of days and the nuke is set for autumn varroa treatments and feeding. So that was the routine on Tuesday last week. We then drove back and had more overheating issues with the truck. Some things obviously not right but we had the test drive ready to go for the following day so we were in good shape for bringing the supers back. Oh I forgot to say after carrying out the splits we put clearer boards on the colonies to clear down overnight ready for the following day. Genuinely, I did want to try out the newer Ford Ranger to see how it would cope with towing and off-roading. Not that we do any serious off-road stuff, you understand. Wednesday morning and we find ourselves in the cab of a new truck and very nice too. By now, you will all know it wouldn't be my beekeeping life if we didn't have a couple of bumps in the road to deal with and so it turned out once more. We drove to the farm to collect the trailer only to find out that the electrical connection plug was totally different on the trailer to the socket on the truck. 13 pin on the truck 7 pin on the trailer. I didn't even think to ask. Back to Norwich then to buy an adapter and then back out to the trailer to finally get going. That was a delay of over an hour and it was swelteringly hot once more. Of course using a different truck meant transferring the beekeeping kit across so that that was another delay but eventually we did get underway and I have to say it was a really pleasant drive down to the bees. But this is a beekeeping podcast not a motoring podcast so we reached the apiary without any issues at all and set about preparing to collect the supers from around 25 colonies, something like 65 supers and brood boxes all mixed up together. Wait for it, another bump in the road, we only had one bee suit. A mix-up in communication meant that when I asked if we had bee suits, Steph thought I said, is this your bee suit? I assumed we had two and that patently wasn't the case. There was nothing for it but to let Steph do all the work. Now would I do that? I'm only joking. I climbed into the bee suit and we set about getting the truck and trailer as close to the hives as possible. It was very obvious we had a beehive and a super incompatibility situation with one hive. There were literally thousands of wasps and bees around the roof of one of the honeypaw hives which had a non-honeypaw super on it. Robbing at this time of the year can be disastrous, but we got a little lucky this time. It appeared there was only a tiny one bee space gap, and the wasps and bees were queuing up to get in and out. Here, I made a big mistake, and I liken it to my disease inspections of previous years and the advice that I would give as a bee inspector. If you think you have a colony that has a serious problem, whatever that is, leave it until the last inspection so you don't move the problem elsewhere. I panicked and in the heat of the moment wanted to save as much honey from being robbed as possible so I immediately opened up this hive and removed the super which was surprisingly and reassuringly still quite heavy but I created a massive challenge for myself because by removing and clearing this super all of the wasps and bees went looking elsewhere for an opportunity which meant that every hive I then removed supers from was swamped by raiders. Luckily I had the petrol blower and I could clear them out on the trailer before stacking them and adding a cover board to the top to stop more bees getting in as I went back for the next box of honey. Without giving you all a blow by blow account of each hive the boxes got heavier and heavier as I went about the task of loading the trailer. Now, I don't consider myself to be a muscle man, but I like to think I can manage lifting a few boxes, even with my back problem. But after removing about two-thirds of the supers, I really had to stop, have a drink and cool down a little. Steph did offer to swap places, but the B-suit was more sweat than not, and I really couldn't bring myself to subject Steph to that. Many of you will remember we bought a captor lift, hive lift a while back. You're probably wondering why on earth we're not using that. Well, it's broken for the second time this season. First off, the chain came apart when I was lifting some empty boxes. Thank goodness they were empty. And the second time, a spring clip exploded off the motor area and it all came apart. It sat back at the farm waiting to be returned for an exchange for some other piece of kit I'm not getting another lift. I need an alternative option really. Boy I could have done with that lift working for me while I was taking off the honey. Anyway my back held up. We got all the honey onto the trailer and parked it up in the shade to get it strapped down for the trip home. Here we have another discovery and maybe confession. I think the trailer may be too big for what I need We got all 65 plus supers on the trailer and it was barely half full. I need to have a sit down think over winter and consider what I'm going to do moving forward but that's for a discussion another time. Towing back all of the honey on that trailer using the test drive truck was really straightforward. I'm so happy to report there were no dramas or issues the truck performed really well, and apart from the obvious heavy feel of towing something, I was really impressed with the way the ranger dealt with the weight on the trailer. It was well into the early hours by the time we got everything unloaded back at base, and the honey stored safely in the warm room, ready for processing. We now had over a hundred boxes of honey ready to be extracted. It's a kind of pleasing, if not slightly daunting sight, really. Welcome to the world of commercial honey production, I guess. The warm room sits at a temperature of around 28 degrees right now, not that it needs much heat to maintain that with the overnight temperatures being so high. It keeps the honey nicely liquid, ready for extraction and allows the honey to really flow out of the frames when they're spinning around in the extractors. The next day I returned the test drive truck, somewhat reluctantly I have to say, until I found out that the purchase price is around £34,000 plus VAT, We need to produce a whole lot more honey if that dream is to be realised. What I really needed to do was resolve the overheating issue in the Mark II Ranger and get it fixed. Jump forward to Friday, and we hit not just one, but two bumps in the road. First off, the alarm at the unit is kicking off, so we have to get an engineer out to sort that one, more expense. Then I get the call from the Ford dealership, who are running the diagnostic checks on my Ranger to find out why it's overheating. Turns out to be the radiator this time. We need a new radiator and the very nice people at the Ford dealership would be very happy to do the work for me for just £1,100. Yep, I did exactly what you just did and said to myself, how much? £1,100. £1,100 to replace the radiator and refill it with coolant. I declined respectfully and courteously of course I like to think I'm a polite kind of guy after all but next stop back to the unit and a walk down to the local garage to ask if they could fit in an urgent job and what it would cost. I held my breath and waited. Now I know these guys quite well now and they know me and what I do. They know the truck is a workhorse and needed urgently right now. I couldn't believe what they did though. At first the diary was full until something like the 22nd of August but then the boss stepped into the office made a few rearrangements and said if I could get the truck down to them as soon as possible they would do it immediately that day. He made a quick call to their parts supplier and confirmed they had a radiator and that was it. No matter what the cost I had to get it fixed. You'll be wondering of course what the cost was. Well with parts and labour and VAT all added together, the final price was, wait for it, drumroll please, just over £200. Again, I couldn't quite believe what I was hearing. It kind of felt like I'd been given such a helping hand, not just the price but because they were willing to sort it so quickly, because they knew it was vital for my business. The company, if you're wondering, is called Kirby's Motors, They work out of a garage off Aylsham Road in Norwich and I highly recommend them if you're local to me and need some work done on your car or truck. All that remains for me now is to get cracking with the sticky mess that will be the honey room but more of that next time. For my latest videos and podcasts with more updates tips and techniques it's the same patreon page www.patreon.com forward slash norfolk honey and remember I'm Stuart Spinks and that was beekeeping short and sweet.